friends and sadists, welcome back to another episode of Blood on the Dice, the only roguelike D&D podcast where character death means we get kicked off the show and have to disappear back to our boring lives. We are in deep trouble, as anyone who caught the last episode knows, so let's jump right into it. My name is Brian, I'm the creator and producer of this show, and I also play Basil Quark, whose nervous energy is currently at an all-time high. We're just saying something. I am Joe Patton. I play the Dragonborn fighter Borcoro Voldenara, and I am fucked. Uh, I'm Camille, and I play Pebble Soot, who is, you know, rolling with the punches, I guess, trying to keep everyone alive. It was a little whack-a-mole situation last time. I'm Jake Berg. I play Cork, never fully stopped being a new grizzly, and I'm happy to be here. I am Alex Doyle, your dungeon master this evening, hoping that this is the session where you guys realize that death is far from the worst thing that can happen to you in this Svalich woods. We'll see how this goes <laughs> down. All right, so it is two days until the Festival of the Blazing Sun. Attempting to find the missing bones of St. Angel, you upset the young altar boy Yeska with your questions, temporarily stalling your investigation. A return to Blinsky's toy shop ended with you stealing the Irina Kolyana doll, but also burning the shop to the ground. Blinsky is saved, and it does not seem that anyone witnessed the arson. Meeting with the Dusk Elves beyond Velaki's walls gives you a fuller idea of their history. While once these folk thrived in the Svalich woods, they long ago upset Strahd, who responded by slaughtering all their women, leaving the survivors alive to witness their extinction. When you mention Madame Eva's advice to seek the elf haunted by dark dreams, you are told of Casimir whose present whereabouts are unknown, but who's friendly with the Vistani who camp nearby. The Vistani camp itself is in an uproar, as is explained to you by a familiar face from your past, the scarred Vistana, who seems to have played a role in all of your coming to this cursed valley. He tells you that his niece, a child named Arabelle, has gone missing from camp. Most of the clan is out looking for her, but he has come to believe that she is at the one place where even the Vistani are afraid to go, the collapsing windmill known as the Old Bone Grinder. You send Rictavio a message by way of a town guard that you will be missing Lady Wachter's dinner and head east to the Bone Grinder. Taking the Svalich road up the slopes of Mount Baratok, you cross paths with the skeletal rider, holding aloft an unlit lantern, peering into the mist from hollow eye sockets. The windmill, which stands on an isolated precipice above a ring of megaliths, has been converted into a witch's kitchen inhabited by the pie-selling hag of Barovia and her coven. The hags are preternaturally impervious to your weapons and hack away at your bodies, minds, and souls with their foul magic until you find yourselves with no choice but to flee the mill, victorious cackles echoing behind you. Oh boy, that was a fun uh, rundown of our greatest failures. Best recap ever, in my opinion. <laughs> definitely the most interesting. Uh, I'm going to get right into it. Go ahead. Let us say, go for it. Like I just, I'm still reeling from just how much we suck. <laughs> well, we have just fled out of the bone grinder. Uh, we originally went there to find a child that was supposed to be missing, and we all know that Borkoro has a thing for children. Wait, let me re-record that. <laughs> we all know. Yeah, no, Borcoro... I'll, I'll, I'll totally cut that out. I definitely won't leave that line in there. Anyway, <laughs> I am not yet ready to leave a child behind to be mincemeated. So we have fled out of the old windmill. I am immediately going to turn around and then try to climb up the veins of the windmill to the top room so I can get a peek inside to see if the child is there. But Coral, what are you what are you doing? We cannot leave a child behind with these monsters, but also I can't go up the stairs, so this seems like the next best option. You are just 
pouring blood everywhere. I, I don't think you're in the best shape to do this right now. No, it is okay. Blood is sticky. I can use it to climb. Uh, unless one of you is better at climbing, uh, I, I'm doing this. Uh, how, how is everyone feeling right now? I Newt-like. Newt yes. I didn't take too much damage, but I was asleep for quite a while, and I'm uh, running, running low on spells. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I've really never been better. I wasn't quite there for a lot of that fight, but it was Not almost quite. rejuvenating in a way. You took a nice little newt nap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My body is scored with a uh, strange lightning. Uh, there is lots of blood and burning. Uh, and I'm pretty sure any moment I'm either going to wet myself, soil myself, or pass out, if not all three. It's okay. We, we won't notice your stench compared to what we already have going on in the group. Yeah, feel free. I do that, uh, three of those things, on a regular basis. Yes, your, your light ribbing is very appropriate at this moment. <laughs> I'm going to start climbing. <laughs> okay, so what I would like to do is I would like to stay in initiative. Uh, not because I'm necessarily telling you that you have to use your turns for combat activities, but just because I think that a lot of stuff is going to start happening really quickly, and I want to make sure that we're dealing with it all, okay? So we're, so just for the record, standing outside the windmill, um, the, the veins are too high for you to climb up or even jump up and grab them, but... Uh, the windmill is encircled by a somewhat dilapidated wooden platform about seven feet off the ground. If you could get onto that platform, you could probably, you could easily grab onto one of the veins from there. In the meantime, though, it is uh, Pebbles' turn first. Okay. I, Vorkoro, I'm on your team on this one. I don't think we can leave this kid behind. Uh, I will cast guidance on you to help you do this. I am still dying, but now I feel like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so you can add a d4 to your ability check. And is it how does that work? Is it like the next ability check, every ability check for like the next minute? Like um, it is an ability check of your choice. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it's it lasts a minute, so I guess whatever choice you make in the next minute. Yeah, start climbing or jumping. Cork is up next. I guess I'll prepare to catch the inevitable fall. <laughs> <laughs> Brace myself at the bottom with like my arms out and really hoping I don't get crushed by a dragon. Okay, so... Um... <laughs> Joe, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm watching you. Um, I'm 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 watching your little your little dance over here. Would you like to just ask Cork nicely if he will help give you a boost? Funny. This is funnier this way. I can. I'll, I'll give him a boost. I'll give him a boost. I'm very strong, but I also. No, I think I think let's. I don't want to do this for you guys. I I I know I promised I wouldn't, but the help action exists. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm happy to give a boost. I'm quite brolic, as the kids say. Thank you. Morcoro, it is your ambition to climb up onto the wooden platform seven feet up the side of the cool. window. I'm at least like six feet tall, so really I just need like a, a foot. Give me some kind of athletics check to get up there. Okay. Uh, so with Cork helping you, you can do it at advantage. Do I get the plus four from Guidance too? Yeah. Cool. I think. 
uh, you can choose to do it after you do the roll. So if it's good enough without it, then you don't have to use it. Okay, well, without it, it's 18. So I'm going to hope that's good enough to get me up there. That is definitely good enough to get you up there. <laughs> Actually, and I know what you guys are going to say, but I'm just going right off the illustrations that I got right here. I'm just going off of the maps in the book. Yeah. Yeah, like there's a, one of the veins of the windmill is like right there. You can just reach out and touch it from where you stand on that platform. Okay. Uh, do I need to do another athletics roll? Yes, okay. this one will be easier, but I'm thinking like your climbing speed has got to be like maximum half your movement, right? Like it's usually how that works, yeah. So 15 yeah. feet. So, but, but it's only, that should only take me like two turns to get to the top then because in the last game, you said it was only like, it was like a 20 foot tall windmill, so. No, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just, I just want to make sure we're on the same page about that. Yeah, you're not going to get up to the third story window on this turn. That's fine. But the veins will take you past the third story window or take you to it at least. All right, well, here's my next roll and that is a 19. So I'm going to keep saving that guidance. So I, I like to think that I jump onto the vein and it starts to spin a little bit. But in the opposite direction, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it more, it more like rocks. Um, and you're, you're, you're sort of climbing up it to, to the central spoke. Um, yeah, I, I, what the best way that I can peer into that third story, that's my own right. goal. Yeah, as as luck would have it, in addition to it being a fairly windless day, it seems that these veins do not, where they do not move. Um, whatever milling is going on inside is done by hand. So. It's not a sure thing, but yeah, this is certainly also not a total fool's errand. Um, Basil? Uh, I feel like Basil just looks up and a big like glob of Vorkoro's blood just drips down and hits him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, my insides are coming outside. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I have all that much I can do. I've only got one spell slot left, and I feel like I'm probably going to need a cure wounds at some point. I, I would um, love to have my wounds cured. That'd be amazing. I'll, I'll wait till after uh, something attacks you and you fall to your death. I don't, I don't, I don't think I have anything that I could do at this point. All right. Just roll for your moral support. Yep. I just shout words of encouragement. As Wakoro is gamely climbing up the, or the sail of the windmill, uh, the three of you who are on the ground see a small shambling figure loping out of the windmill on thick bowed legs and has a gray pachyderm-like hide and long thick arms that hang nearly to the ground. It looks up at you with a snarling fanged maw and snout and ears of a monstrous bat. Oh no. Hello friends. <laughs> it is um, going to, it approaches Hork actually and raises a giant bear-like paw and takes a swing at you with its giant clawed hands. Uh, in, in like a high five sort of way? No, in like trying to scratch you way. Oh, rude. It lets out a roar showing a mouthful of just formless jagged teeth. There's no sense of symmetry or proportion amongst any of its teeth. How's its oh. breath? Not great. Okay. Better than yours. <laughs> Also, the ring of saliva, a bloody saliva dangling from its lipless maw. So that is a thing that exists in this world now. Pebble. Wait, does it does it hit me? No, it did not. It oh. missed you. Quite embarrassing. <laughs> you missed me. I'm gonna hurdle a sacred flame 
Uh, so it needs to do a DC 15 dexterity save. Okay. Oh, you're going to be mad. <laughs> Why does this keep happening to us? I, that's that's not a bad DC. Like, I, it's really not. <laughs> uh, well, it appears that that is my turn. Cork. Oh my gosh. Well, um, are you still raging right now? Oh no, you you got turned into a newt. Thank <laughs> you. Just yeah, a uh, right he's now. Well, I have to rage again. Um, There's a raging newt. <laughs> Just for the past week since we last played this, I just randomly I'll think about Cork being a newt. It just <laughs> like every couple days, <laughs> like yeah, that was nice. I think that um, was good for him. It was. <laughs> He's transformative. I like how in the last game it was like you are a newt. You will take a nice nap, and you will get electrocuted multiple times. <laughs> you will come in and out of that. Seems fair. So I yeah. So I'm gonna rage. Usually I do a claw rage. I'm feeling a little spicy today, so I'm going to go form a beast tail. Ooh. So Cork actually grows a a tail, as it were, and it's a lashing spiny tail, which I'm going to lash out at this weird creature in front of me. I just want to be a newt again so bad. I really <laughs> do. Genuinely, I was expecting you to grow a newt's tail. <laughs> like a giant newt tail. Oh, see, that would have been much better. That's a 10 to hit. No. Uh, it's because it's, uh, it's, it's not a newt tail. That's because it's yeah. not a newt tail. Or, or I'm a little rusty with the tail. <laughs> I want to be a newt. <laughs> which which brings us to Vorkoro. Uh, do I have to roll athletics to keep climbing? So here's a way that, uh, and and you you can tell me if you think this is fair. What I'd like to say is I'm going to ask you to make an athletics check. Okay. You get to a certain point, you get to advance, but you know it's it's sort of three tiers. If you fail the the low DC, you fall. Sure. If you fail the median DC, you don't fall, but you don't move up. You hit the high DC, you keep climbing. Cool. Well, uh, I got a 20, so... Mazel tov, you have made it to the grimy, dirt-caked third-floor window. Okay, so window. Because I, I wasn't sure if there were, like, holes in the top, or, but okay, window. Okay. Did you ever take a moment to ascertain the size of these windows compared to yourself? No, I, I just wanted to look in more than anything. Oh, you just, okay. Yeah, I wanted to see if there was a so kid. Just looking in the window. Yeah, I'm just seeing if there's a kid in there. So I, I'm gonna like spit into my palm and it's gonna be mostly blood. And then I'll <laughs> use that to wipe away any grime. So mostly what you see is a thick wooden gear shaft that rises through the center of the cramped circular room. It looks like from where you are, I'm trying to assess exactly what you're seeing from where you are. Okay. Actually, damn. Do I need to do a perception <laughs> roll or? I, I don't think it's necessary since you're, you're making an honest attempt to look through it. Okay. Like, yeah, it's not a great view, but you're peering in and there's no one in the room at the moment that you can see. But there is sort of more or less directly across from that window, a rotting wooden closet with three crates stacked one atop the other with small doors set into them. Next to the closet is a heap of discarded clothing. Interesting. Okay, so I have a couple of questions here that I just need to ask. First off is, what is the mill made out of? Is it stone? Yes. What is the roof made out of? <laughs> Slate? Uh, it's like an onion dome. <laughs> okay, so it, it's like rock. Okay. Um, all right, so there's... If it's an onion dome, there's probably no way I can climb around without falling off. And, and again, I'm just going to point blank ask, what 
are you trying to do now with that information? So quite honestly, I was going to see if I could climb around the windmill to the opposite side of where I currently am, and if possible, bust my way through the wall to see what's in that closet. But since that would probably be super hard, the next thing I'm going to try to do is open the window and go inside. However, due to your earlier comment, I'm quite sure that the window is what? No, it's a decent-sized window, but it was not made for easy ingress or egress of Dragonkin. Right, yeah. So So this is where we get to look at that seldom-used rule set from the Player's Handbook about squeezing. (laughs) Oh, yeah, baby. Here we go. I've been playing D&D for a while. I did not know that this was a rule. Yeah, I didn't know there were squeezing rules. Oh, damn, yeah, there are squeezing rules. I'm going to squeeze like a motherfucker. I think you still got that guidance. Yep. Whatever you roll to squeeze, <laughs> I'm going to squeeze it. I'm going to squeeze it better than any other squeezer that's come before me. I love how, like, undeterred Borkoro is at every turn. Like, we got our asses kicked. <laughs> he's barely standing. He's like, well, time to climb the windmill. I'm not and dead he, yet. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to the top, like, oh, I can't see anything. Time to squeeze through the hole. I love that my guidance uh, might be used for him, his squeezing. That's... <laughs> Fantastic. Meanwhile, the rest of us are down below being assailed by some horror. Yeah. A dragon battle. Every other every other monster we fought, like, I've been like, all right, I have a you know, a pretty clear idea of of what this is. Like I've I've fought werewolves before. I've fought wolves. I've fought hags. Like I feel like I know what we're up against. I have no idea what the fuck this thing is. Like a bat hyena? I'm not doing a great job of describing it, I'll be honest, but I think... <laughs> I, don't, honestly, I, don't think, I don't think it's because you have described it well. It's just because, like, I've never faced a monster like this. So, like, this thing could just be, like, you know, like a little guard dog that's just kind of fucked up looking. Or it could be something truly terrifying and we're in deep trouble. I just have no idea. It probably is that one. Probably that one. Knowing how this game works, probably that one. Yeah. A creature can squeeze through a space that is large enough for a creature one size smaller than it. So it is therefore possible for you to squeeze through this window. Let's do it. Okay. Whether or not you are actually able to do it is a separate issue. What do I roll? Actually, you don't need to roll anything. While squeezing through a space, a creature must spend one extra foot for every foot it moves there, and it has disadvantage on attack rolls and dexterity saving throws. Okay. Well, it's just a window, so, like, it shouldn't be that hard, right? Like, I'm not squeezing through, like, a small corridor or anything here. Yeah, I think that we can call that your action for this turn is so you took your movement, you climbed, you took your action, which is squeezing. Congratulations, you are inside the window <laughs> again. <laughs> I would have said something to you guys down there, but I probably like looked down, saw you guys being attacked by a giant bat and was like, they've got this. <laughs> now that you're properly inside, you can also see that from here, there is a ladder that climbs to a wooden trap door in the nine foot high ceiling. And there's a moldy bed with a tattered, a tattered canopy nearby. But meanwhile, what's Pebble up to? <laughs> I guess I'll I'll toss another sacred flame at this monster. Wait, I think I I think my turn got skipped. Oh oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry. I went right to the end. I was so excited. <laughs> that uh, yes. Okay. Now you are up. Cool. You know, with the aforementioned low amount of resources, I think I'm just gonna do basil things and run up and give him a good old magic punch. That is a 17 on the die, 
plus seven. That's a 24 to hit. That is a hit. Okay. Better start than uh, than last time. Say if that continues. Uh, that's seven thunder damage. Okay. Wow, that really sent, sent it for a loop. Yeah, that really took a chunk out of it. Okay. Love to hear that. The creature staggers backwards before regaining its balance and again heavily trods on short bow legs towards the three of you, where then it emits a truly disgusting, almost visible fart. Oh. And your nostrils are filled with an otherworldly stench. Oh my god. You slowly realize that you are standing in a cloud of demon fart, which means that now it is Pebble's turn for uh -huh. real, for real, but before she does anything, she must make a constitution okay. saving throw. All right, then. That is a 16. Congratulations, you have avoid being poisoned by All the right. demon fart. <laughs> the amount of times I hear that. Classic Saturday activities. <laughs> Okay, so, and now it's my turn? Yes. I'm gonna do the um, Sacred Flame again. So, DC 15, Dark Sacred Flame. That's gonna be, uh, yeah. He's gonna catch that one. Oh, good, okay. When you said cat, I thought you meant like he literally like yeah. caught it. Like, he, like, yeah. he jumped, Same. <laughs> like he jumped up to block the shot and just palmed the ball. <laughs> well, that's gonna be a nice, meaty one damage. <laughs> <laughs> I used real dice. real dice on that one. Didn't help me too much. Cork. Okay. So I need a constitution saving throw. It's gonna be an 18 for Cork. Okay, you're good. Okay, I'm gonna once again try to whip with my neutered tail. Oh my gosh. 14 to hit. That hits? Hey! Yeah. All right. For 10 damage. Holy shit. Shit, you just dropped a pathetic little monster. <laughs> oh! Ha <laughs> ha! Right. Tail never fails. Except for the first that time. That phrasing makes it feel way less triumphant than it is. We we needed this. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> More Koro. Okay, now that I'm in this room, first off, is there a trap door leading downstairs? No, but there's a stairway. Okay, so it's open. I, I, I wanted to see if I could block it off so they couldn't come up, you know? All right, look, I like to check stuff out. I'm just going to okay. cross the room and open the closet and hope that there's a child in the closet. Um, so, well, inside, again, it's sort of a, it's a freestanding closet unit, but inside there are three crates. The outward-facing side of each crate is fitted with a small door that has an iron latch and iron hinges. But outside of the latch, which obviously can't be manipulated from the inside, none of them have locks. But I could literally just lift the latch and look inside. Yeah. Okay, well then I, I will do that. This is either a kid or a monster. Or a kid monster. True. Gotta consider all the possibilities. <laughs> Huddled in one of the wooden crates, knees pulled up under her chin is a small girl with alabaster white skin and raven black hair. While she can't be more than six or seven years old, her large, dark eyes, like those of Madame Eva, belie an uncanny knowledge. This certainly isn't the rescue party I was expecting, she says with some disappointment, but not a trace of fear. Or are you kidnapping me as well? I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm sorry. Hang on. <laughs> I, I am Vurkoro Voldenara. I am, I am here to get you out. Come with me and I will take you to safety. Uh, but I am also going to check the other two crates to make sure there aren't more children. There are not. Okay. I'm going to take this child and hurry back to the window. 
Honestly, this, this has already been more successful than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, this is going swimmingly. <laughs> uh, the thing is, it has to go down one of two ways. Either you go out first, or the child goes out I, first. I know what I'm doing. Either way rise, raises more questions. I, look, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to tell you when I get there. Okay. We are back to... No, actually. Uh, so, yeah, so the one monster down at the bottom has been felled. And that's when, from the open door in the windmill, again, from inside, you know, there's nothing but shadow and darkness. The door is still open, but you hear a familiar screechy brogue inside just register a shout of disappointment and frustration. And then a knocking sound. No. It is then Basil's turn. Um, shit. Okay. I'm going to run up, like, next to the door, press myself up to the side of it, and, like, okay. hold an action to punch whatever comes through it. Okay. It's, it's for Poro. <laughs> <laughs> it's the child. Another pathetic little demon thing comes waddling out. All right. Yeah, yeah I want to punch it. Okay. Uh, that's an 18 to hit. That hits? For another seven thunder damage. Okay. Um, and, and again, every time I punch something, my gauntlet starts, like, flashing and, like, distracting anyone if they try to hit someone else. Um, I mean, assuming that a good offense is going to be a, a good defense, this creature now, which is only now aware that you were there, is going to attempt to take a swipe at you. It's giant claw hands. It hand. can fucking try. Uh, well, it... God damn it. No, he ah. misses. Uh, so let's see what happens when he tries to bite you. Hopefully the same thing. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> Pebble. We love a high AC. All right. I will toss a sacred flame at this thing. Okay. Uh, so DC 15. Oh, oh right. That's Sorry. Um, that's a whiff. That's a fail. All right. Ooh. That is four damage. Four damage. All right. Um, Cork. Um, I just want to say it's so funny that the demon thing I just killed last thing to do on this planet was just rip a rank fart and then promptly died. So what a legacy. Um, I would like to go up to this new little waddly boy and attack. That's a 15 to hit. That hits. For 6 damage. Ooh, he's in bad shape. Okay. Vorkoro, what are we doing? I need to get this kid out of here, but I also need to make sure there's no other children in here. I need to check that trapdoor in a little attic nine feet above me. So I, I I want to hold I want I want to well, I want to tell the child to go to the window and then I'm going to quickly climb up the ladder and look in the little attic area as quickly as possible. Um as this is going on, as you're crossing the room again to get to the ladder, you do hear what sounds like it might be footsteps ascending stairs below. Fuck it, I gotta get this kid out of here more than anything, so I'm gonna move to the window as quickly as possible. Uh, okay. I am going to quickly tie off about 10 feet of rope to myself and to her, and I'm putting her out first. On belay? Okay. What? No, no, clamming joke, never mind. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> no. So essentially, I'm getting 10 feet of rope, tying it to her, tying it to me, and putting her out. So maybe she's not a good climber, but I'm literally going to be holding. 
So, okay, so a couple things are all happening at once. What you guys down below see just a child on a line come sailing out of that third story <laughs> What Vorkoro sees is uh, one of the hags ascending up that stairwell into the room. You guys also realize that the, the Pie Witch herself, the, the OG hag, is realizes that her, her monsters don't seem to be doing much and she seems to be gearing up to leave the windmill herself. Cork, you're the one who just got that last hit in on the monster, right? Yeah. Okay. So, time enough, I think, for you to... It's freaking pie witch. <laughs> I'm going to need you, Cork, to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, that's a four. Okay. And that's when the lightning hits. Shit. Uh, well, as I was going to say, this was going too smoothly. It's... Where where is the pie witch in relation to us? She's at the front door where the demons are coming out of. Yes. Okay. Sorry, did I say four? I meant four D. You're a riot. Um, it's twenty five <laughs> lightning damage. Oh. oh. Yeah, those those ones suck. They stink. Oh. Basil, you're up. Okay, that one did not feel good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch her. Um, okay. Hopefully, get her to pay a little more attention to me and not to Cork. Okay. Um, that's a natural twenty. <laughs> Just what we needed right now. I, I like to imagine she steps outside, shooting lightning, and is about to say something, and you're just like, "Shut up, boom!" <laughs> <laughs> Playtime's over. All right, we gotta we gotta find ourselves an extra an extra D eight here. That, I mean, not stellar, but we'll take it. Uh, that is 12 thunder damage. 12 thunder damage. Okay. Definitely not nothing. Um, meanwhile, as another one of the hags comes charging up the stairs towards Vorkoro, and you see dark magical energies flying from her towards you. No. So that's going to be... First blast of magic hits you for two force. The second for five. The third for three. Oh, fuck. Okay, so those are those are all hit points, right? Ten damage in total, yes. Yeah, okay. Since I was at one, I am now down, and there is a child on ten feet of rope hanging out the window. Uh. So I just, oh, just no. needed to let that be known. I, I cannot do anything, but I'm, I'm hoping that someone far more heroic will <laughs> do something. How high, how high up is he? Uh, is the, is Vorkoro? Yeah, I assume he's like, he's like in, in the window, right? I mean, he's near the window. I don't think that it's realistic to think you could see him. That's fair. He is not, he himself, hanging out of the window. So, so I, we see the child hanging out of the window. Yes. On a rope. Yep. Attached to something. But we don't see what's going on inside. Correct. And she's like, she's like thirteen feet up off the ground. Okay. It's doable. I was really thinking that Vorkoro uh, was gonna like fall, and we need to save our healing for when he fell. But maybe we fucked up here by not giving him some more, more cushion when he went up. <laughs> I I ha I don't have any. Like, I wish I did. I have one spell. Nothing that can be done in this moment. We only, we need to focus on the here and the now. There's a child hanging out of a window. 
frankly, the least of our concerns. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not going to want to hear this, but also, Cork, uh, you just got hit with a claw for eight damage. Correct. I didn't want to hear that. Well, here's the thing. Um, because of my tail, the creature you can see within 10 feet of you hits with an attack roll. You can use your reaction to swipe your tail and roll a D8, applying a bonus to your AC equal to the number number roll. Oh, okay. So let's see. I'm going to roll a D8. Get that tail block. That's a five, so my new AC is 20. Does the attack still hit? It does not. Hey! <laughs> new tail for the win. And then we are back to Pebble. Um, I guess I'll just focus on the witch because I can do radiant damage. So I'll do another sacred flame. Against a dexterity save, right? Mm-hmm. 15. Yeah, she passes. Just fail once. Just try yeah, it. Yeah, it's just like how that goes. Honestly, very rude of her. <laughs> Cork? Um, okay, I'm gonna go up to the witch. Or I guess I'm right next to that little dinky dude, right? Yeah. Would I take an attack of opportunity to leave to fight the witch? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I feel like this is all happening kind of close enough together. Hence, I didn't I didn't really draw the map. Okay, perfect. Um, so I'm going to attack with my long sword. My, I mean, my great axe, rather. Okay. Will that do full damage? Do I know that? Is that metagaming? <laughs> I mean, I don't think you know that, but I think... Um, I think he was around to see the silvered weapons be more effective. It's certainly not going to do less Damn it. Okay, that's a 19 to hit. Excellent. For 13 damage. Okay, so that hits, and there's another horrible cackle, and there's just a moment you glimpse just a little bit of fear in the crone's eyes as if she's all of a sudden starting to perceive that things might have tipped. Yeah. Because she doesn't know what's going on approximately seven feet over her head. <laughs> um, which brings us back to Vorkoro. All right, well, it looks like I'm doing a death saving roll. Not really anything else I can do. Hey, remember last time when you got a nat 20? You know, I've got a die here. I've got the same die, <laughs> for the same result. Oh, I got a success. So I'll yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, we take those. I don't know if anybody's paying attention, but the uh, the little girl, who looks very irritated, by the way, is slowly being reeled back up towards the window. Oh, oh God. I don't know what you would expect. <laughs> Wait, so what happened? So wasn't the rope attached to Vorkoro in some way? Yeah, but Vorkoro's still down. So yeah. someone just took the rope? Yeah. Somebody's probably grabbed the rope that is attached to me and is pulling the little girl back up. Do we notice this? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Is, is it my turn? now? Uh, it is, yeah. Okay. I am gonna do something that I might immediately come to regret. Well, actually, how, how high up is she? She is currently... She is about 11 feet off the ground. Okay. Uh, okay, so mechanically, if I were to make, like, say, an attack roll against the rope and try to snap it, is that is that feasible, or am I barking up the wrong tree here? With with what are you making this attack? Uh, in theory, a thorn whip. But if 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 my if I would think that that's too crazy, then I'll I'll use my last spell slot and I'll magic missile it, and just auto hit it. Um, so the thing about using the thorn whip is I will allow it. The magic missile is way safer. Because with the Thorn Whip, A, you could miss outright. B, I think with the Thorn Whip, if you fail badly enough, there's a risk of missing and hitting. I hit the child. Okay. Ah, I'm using the spell, which is my last spell okay. slot. 
The tragic missile. The tragic missile. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fire a magic missile, and I think I get what I get three of them, right? Yeah. Depends on what level. I I only have first level spell slots. I'm just a little baby half caster. So yeah, I I'm gonna fire three magic missiles. Uh, one to sever the rope, and oh, also I want to move under the like where I think the child will fall, so I can try to catch it, like try to use a reaction and catch it. You you should pretty much already be there because if if you were by the doorway, oh that's true. Child should literally be like yeah. So yeah, I want to. Use one magic of my magic missiles to hit the the rope, and I want to use the other two to hit the pie witch. Well, let's start with the one to hit the rope because the rope does have a non-zero number of hit points. Oh no! Okay. Um, I'm t- no, I, I shit. You're do, right. Do more. Do more than one if you need to. Yeah, so you I, that's right. I can, do, I, I can do one. Of, okay, so the first one that's four damage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're good. <laughs> How much health points does a rope have? You'd be surprised. <laughs> It's but it's be, it's between one and four, so <laughs> damn. Okay, I'm guessing. I, I mean, okay. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to keep things moving. I, I'm oh, trying to remember did. the mission of this podcast, Brian. Do you want me to look no, up no, no, the number? No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's fine. It's absolutely fine. No, look, it's it's. Okay. I think you succeeded. That's all. I don't. I definitely don't need you to look it up and be like, no, actually, that's five hit points. No, we're good. Four, <laughs> four, four, four is plenty. Um, cutting the rope, uh, and then two more at the witch for five and two so seven force damage total of seven total 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 of seven five and a two total of seven okay now open your arms yeah Um, like his like his gauntlet just lights up and just like ejects a bunch of little magic darts and arms outstretched looking up hopefully not gonna hurt this child you just whistling birds i did just whistling birds from above, you hear, you know, just some something from high up in the windmill just shriek, no, as they perceive the, the sudden give of the rope that they were attempting to hoist up. Um, what do we want to say is the requisite skill to catch a falling human? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Wouldn't that be strength? I'm pretty sure it would be arcana. That's just a personal, <laughs> personal attack. Sure Animal handling. <laughs> right? I'm going to let you choose. It's going to have to be strength athletics or dex acrobatics, but I will let you choose. If I could choose acrobatics, yeah. Look, I got a minus one to strength. I really don't want this to be an athletics. <laughs> no, I'm, that's why I'm asking. Are you doing this like earthbender style or airbender style? You know, what's the, you know. Uh, airbender style, I guess. Okay. Acrobat- acrobatics, catcher, and do like a cool roll. Yep, there we go. You know, I got the mobile feet. I'm, I'm a, I'm a dexterous guy. Let's, let's go with that. All right. It's just, I don't have proficiency here. So it's just a plus two. Can I, can I assist? Like, um, or do I need to disengage from the active combat? Yeah, I feel like it's not your turn. Like, if you had held an action to do so. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't roll stellar. I got a nine. Not a nine. That's, that's not. Stellar. Which is you know what? Better- Eleven. 11 feet. Even if you miss, he's likely to survive. This is true. Well, you rolled a nine or a nine with... No, I rolled a, I rolled a seven. It's a nine plus two. Or seven plus two. Okay. <laughs> Give me a second. I was really hoping I wasn't going to have to look up how many hit points this this particular NPC actually had. <laughs> oh, boy, it's 11 feet. Um, oh, my God. I mean, I think you take damage for every, like, 10 feet you fall, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Please don't kill a little girl. I'm not trying to. 
She's more likely to survive the fall than the, the bone grinder whips. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I wish I rolled. <laughs> I wish I rolled better, but I still feel like this was the best course of action. I mean, it, the picture is also clear: a jealous child prodigy <laughs> trying to kill other other skilled children. <laughs> Pretty cut and dry, if you ask me. I, I I'm a little worried that Alex is now wrapping his mind around having to kill a child because of us. No. Well, it was Brian's. Yeah, it's in session zero. That was like the one thing I really okay, wanted okay. to avoid. Right, hear, hear, hear me out. We, hear me we, out. We, Let me make an argument here. Uh, she isn't actually following uh, 11 feet. She is following like six feet and just falling on top of just falling on top of me. I'm right under her. True. Wait, give, give the damage to, to Brian. Give it to you like half, half Basil. Seasons. It's a good way of thinking about it, Brian Frosty. Also, also. <laughs> How, how, how old is the kid? How tall is the child? Because my daughter is five years old, and she's already four feet tall. So if you mind That's a tall 11, kid! Yeah, well, we're familiar with the gene pool. I mean, um... <laughs> okay, so even if this child is two feet tall, that's still only nine feet tall. Joe, how tall are you? Me, I'm six foot four. Uh, no, sorry, two. Six foot two. <laughs> you seem confused oh, there. I got that. Yeah. I suddenly respect you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, short of it, Basil is going to take one point of bludgeoning damage. Yeah, deal. The child remains alive, but not at full health. Fair. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> um, okay. What the fuck do we do now, though? You get the child out of there. That's what you do. You get the fuck out of there. You're going to die. Time. Fine. Leave it to me. So, so I'm, 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 I'm restating all this now for, for my benefit. Pebble and Cork are engaged with the pie witch and the demon baby at the foot of the windmill. Basil has just caught the falling child. Borkoro is unconscious at the top of the windmill with another one of the hags. <laughs> and presumably there is a third hag. Somewhere in between. <laughs> yes. It is now... Oh, you know what? Okay. Okay. I don't like the look on your face yeah. there. Nope. Nope, nope. It's a big old nope. Pebble. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all this, watching watching Basil's spectacular attempt at saving a child, uh, you realize that you were not paying close enough attention, and that's when you are bit by a demon. Oh. For three piercing damage. Okay. That's why you gotta pay attention. It is then you it is then your turn. Okay. So you said I'm engaged with the pie witch, but I I've been throwing sacred flame from afar, at least in my mind. If I leave, will I take an attack of opportunity? Oh, I think I meant lowercase e engaged. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have to go get Borkoro because he's my my buddy and I can't just leave him. Just leave. No, I cannot leave you. I would I oh, like no. We, no. I can't. No, I get it, but oh no. <laughs> So I'm going to run and try to also climb the windmill to go get him. Because, I mean, at this point, I'm pretty confident based on the context clues that he's not doing good because he would have come out with the kid. It, and, okay, so this is going to sound weird, but for all intents and purposes, there is now a rope attached to my unconscious body just dangling out that window. So maybe it helps you climb a little. Yeah, maybe. You mean give me an athletics <laughs> check. Okay. All right, that is a 16. Okay. So again, here's the thing about that rope though. That rope was effectively cut in half. Mm -hmm. 
So you're definitely not reaching that rope from the ground. Right. But that rope will definitely at least get you up onto the platform from which you could, between the uh, windmill sails and the rope, the rest of it will be fairly easy to climb. Okay. To end my turn, because uh, is that, with, oh, is that an action to climb up or is that just movement? We can call it movement. Okay. So I also, I'll just cast guidance on myself to give myself a little extra boost next time if I need it. Okay. Cork. Oh my gosh. Um, so the child is with Basil now? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you have her. Yeah. But you're going back in. Mm-hmm. And Basil's running. Well, it's not Basil's turn yet. Basil hasn't done anything yet, but like, I, I don't know how I can fight it, like effectively and protect this child. Okay, I guess I'll run, <laughs> or I, I'll, I'll ready an action to defend the child or to to uh, assist getting it out. Okay. Wait, so Jake, what exactly is your plan? That's a great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, I like like she's. She's a little scared of us now, so like, I would love to just get her to leave, but also like now we have this child, and I feel like there's just she's not gonna stop. So wait, so what's the situation inside? There's a witch. You, I mean, you can't see inside very clearly, but to the best of your knowledge, unless Vorkoro felled one, and you have no reason to think he did or didn't, there's three hags. Um, there's still a demon right there. You have the child, I guess. Yeah, it's a que- it's it's a question. There's there's it seems to me there's three issues. A, how do you feel about leaving Vorkoro or Pebble and Vorkoro? B, do you think that the witch is going to chase you into the woods? C, do you feel that you have an obligation to actually kill all three hags? Which uh, seems ambitious. <laughs> it seems like something I won't be able to do. So it seems like going inside. It's a suicide mission, a little bit. I mean... We just ran out because we were getting our asses Yeah, I gotta... Can I grab the child from Basil and start sprinting towards the woods? Basil, if Cork tried to take the child from you, would you hand hand her over? I mean, you wouldn't resist that? If Cork can take her without, like, her taking an attack, then sure. I mean, if you're not gonna resist him taking it, then I would say, yeah, Cork's action would be... Cork's action would be taking the child from you. His movement would be booking it into the woods. Sure. Is how I'd, I'd want to play that. Okay, then. Um, we are back to Vorkoro. All right, death roll. Let's do this. And that's a failure. So one and oh, one. No. One and one. Okay, the odds are still 50-50 at this shot. So I'll see you guys on the <laughs> next round. Okay, so... Breaking initiative just the tiniest bit, or rather, the, you know, the rigidity of actions in D&D. The Pie Witch looks at you, Basil. She has, for some reason, taken you to be sort of the, the authority of this group. Realizing what has happened, she says to you, we'll trade you back your companion for the child. <laughs> Basil, I feel like it's just like, like a deer caught in the headlights. I kind of can't believe that his plan worked. So he like looks at like the fleeing cork, looks up at the window, where he is pretty confident Vorkoro is dying, or at least held hostage, and then looks back at the Pie Witch and goes, he wouldn't want that. And then and then you give the, the child to Cork, and Cork runs away with the child. 
Yeah, no, that I have to she seems she seems to think that he would have some sort of authority to make court return with the child, which he absolutely does not. Like, it's no so one, true. No one listens <laughs> Frankly, to Basil. You're never gonna see court again. He's in the woods. <laughs> He's gonna pull a more begging people to turn him back into a newt. Yeah. This this campaign just became hunt for the wilder people. <laughs> that was her turn. Was trying to deal with this diplomatically. So now it is your turn. Um. I'm gonna punch her in the face. Okay. <laughs> or at least I'm gonna try to. <laughs> Emphasis on try, because I just rolled a two, which makes yeah. that a nine. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna work out for you. No, I don't think so either. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna move back 30 feet away from her. That would provoke an attack of opportunity though, wouldn't it? Not when I have the mobile feet. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, she did attempt to swipe at you, and I guess it was it was doomed to fail from the beginning. <laughs> Then she's gonna use her react. She's gonna use her her reaction to scream something that you're not entirely sure what it is that she is saying. Oh, there's still a demon here in the mix. There is still a there's still a little baby demon. I love how terrified we were of this thing when it first came out, and now like it's it's just like a cat that we're kicking. <laughs> to be fair, it did just critically hit you with its claw. Oh no! Oh. That's what happens when you make fun of the cat? Apparently, Basil's definitely a cat guy. So this is upsetting for him. <laughs> so that's nine flashing. I'll take it. And then we are back to Pebble. This is the part I'm most nervous about. <laughs> so here's what I'm prepared to say. Uh-huh. Between the the rope and the sail, you can climb the, and the, just the, the natural brickwork of the windmill, you can you can climb. It's, okay. That's a foregone conclusion. Nice, I will climb. <laughs> okay. So yeah, eventually you you come to the the third floor window. You can see in. You can see Vorkoro's body is right there. There is a hag standing over it. Okay. Who also seems to be shouting something down the stairs. So her back is turned, so she doesn't see it. Good. That's good. That's good. So, can I do anything else on this turn, or is this where I stop? No, I'm calling that your movement. Okay. Um, and 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 I guess the window is open. <laughs> yeah. True. It definitely wasn't closed. Um, can I attempt to quietly sneak through the window without potentially? Give me a stealth check. Okay. My other idea is just the hair. I mean, you do you, you still have spell slots, right? One that I'm saving for healing if needed. He is down. He is down. Don't, don't even go in. Should I just? I, I can't. I can't. I can't. You I know, can't we're already talking there. too much. I, Basil is far away, so ignore everything yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a good idea, to be honest. Okay, I'll, I'll toss a healing word at him, uh, and attempt a quiet healing word, even though it is verbal. A healing yeah. whisper. Oh. Okay, so, Rokoro's back in the game. Well, how many? How many? Uh, eight. Fucking take it. It's not enough to fall out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is, I don't know. Depends on how bad I roll. Oh, but, uh, let me know when it's my turn. He also like the beam before the window. You still have a hag over you. Well, but the hag is screaming down the stairs. One so okay, one thing, let me deal with it. One thing at a time. <laughs> Pebble moved and casted cork. Okay, so um, if possible, I would love to uh, deposit the child somewhere hidden in the woods. Oh my God! Oh, get it to safety. Oh, I'm not there. <laughs> 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 well, I, I think Basil is like after he 
tried to hit the witch and rejected her offer. It's like shouting to Cork to just like protect the child. I don't I don't want anyone alone in these woods, let alone a well, child. Well, I was gonna do like a Hunger Games thing where I rub dirt on it and blend <laughs> it into a stump. Okay, I don't think you're doing that in six seconds though. <laughs> okay. Well, you underestimate me with there. <laughs> you do a lot of things in six seconds. Well, I so I guess I didn't um, find a secure spot in the woods and ready in action to to attack any potential assailants. Okay, I think that's a good thing to do with your turn. <laughs> well, no one's asking you. So. <laughs> oh, we're laughing because we're scared. <laughs> Borkoro, it is your turn. Okay, is the witch's back turned to me? Um, I guess, yeah, you called me on that. I wasn't thinking about that when I said it, but yeah, that's... If, she, if she's yelling down the stairs, I'm just using what I can. Well, so my two options are to either try to kick her ass down the steps so that I have more time, or just try to get out the window as quickly as possible. I'm going to go with the ladder. I'm just going to get the fuck out the window. I, I think that's my best move. Cost me an action, and then I'll be out the window. I can roll for athletics to hold on to shit out there so I don't fall. I think compared to how I got in the window, that seems about appropriate. Yeah, you can. I mean, we, we deduced you could squeeze. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't difficult. I, I can't justify turning that into an attack of opportunity. So yeah, I guess make an athletics check to not fall. 13. Okay. Ugh. So my bloody and broken body quietly crawls out the window and I'm like, thanks, let's go. Um, where is, so the Pie Witch and Basil, are they, are they, you disengaged from her, right? I disengaged, yeah. She's still at, like, by the entrance at the bottom. Okay. Right, right below our companions. So, unfortunately for you, she's got magic missiles ready to go as well. Oh, I hate that. So, she's just angry casting force damage at you as she sneaks back into the windmill. That's going to be one, four, four, one, four, five, one, four, another four, four. So, it's 13? So, that is 13 damage, yeah. Okay. I'm still okay. I had like a third of my health. But she's also, yeah, she's back in the windmill. Um... She's called it on this, and it is your turn. It's my turn? Yes. Um, she went back inside, so I, I can't reach her because I went 30 feet away. Uh, I can't reach her with a thorn whip. So You're, you're still a, a demon crawling around out there. Oh, though. that's true. There's still a demon. How far away is the demon from me? He's around. All right. I, can I thorn whip him? Yeah, sure. Cool. So that's a 13 to hit? Yeah, that hits. Sweet. I mean, it's not a lot of damage, but... It's that's six piercing damage. He falls. Hey, you guys have any idea? You cannot. I, I have to tell you guys this. I know it's a bit of a meta thing. That guy was hopping around for like seven rounds on one hit point. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. We got distracted. There was a hag. <laughs> he kept doing way more damage to you, though. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Look. Was that the most efficient use oh of the action economy? God. No, but here we are. Um, okay, yeah, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna book it thirty feet away and try to catch up with Cork. Uh, all the while keeping an eye on 
our, our dangling friends. Okay, so as you are attempting to climb back down, here's the first thing that happens, though, is that the hag, realizing what has gone on, she leans out the window, haphazardly just trying to claw at one of you. As it would happen, she ends up going for Pebble and whips. Hey. Oh, my oh my god. <laughs> Pebble, it is your turn. Okay. I guess I kind of just want to hit her back just for good measure. Uh, can I hit her back and then climb down? I suppose, yeah. Um, although, will I get an attack of opportunity now if I climb down? That would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'll try to hit her first. Just for... <laughs> Just for shits and giggles, I'll Sacred Flamer, DC 15 deck save. Yep, she makes it. All right, of course. How are these, like, old, raggedy women <laughs> so dexterous? Brian, don't underestimate a pie witch. Apparently. So then if you're going to keep climbing down, though, you're saying that she gets an attack of opportunity? I mean, I'm not saying it. I would prefer <laughs> it to not be. Disagreed. Isn't that what we just agreed? Yeah, I mean, that's true. Okay. Oh, that's a hit. Oh, God. Oh. So this time, out of vengeance, she claws you again. Uh-huh. For nine slashing damage. Okay. And that's going to put you at disadvantage to climb down. Oh, no. Fine. It's hey, fine. Hey, look at over there, Pebble. Not too good. <laughs> Not too good. Okay, so now I have disadvantage on my acrobatics check. Or uh, athletics. Athletics, yeah. All right. Uh, my first roll was an eight, so I feel like I probably don't even have to roll the other one because I assume that might be a failure, but we'll do the second one. Yeah, second one's a 14. So here's the way this is going to go down. With that roll, um, you don't fall, but you're not able to like move down either. Like You can't, okay. you can't find your footing. Okay. So you haven't actually made any progress. Cool. Cork, you still, you still holding fast? Yeah. Okay, Porcoro. Okay, turnabout is only fair. So I am going to essentially try to throw pebble over my shoulder and climb my ass down. What do you want me to roll, athletics? How many arms do you have? I have I have two arms, but I can put her on my shoulder and then climb down while she's on my shoulder. I'm gonna be right right side up. So like I'm hanging there. I take one of my free arms, grab her put her on my shoulder, and then start climbing down. If you want, I'll roll an athletic roll at disadvantage, if that's something you want here. <laughs> Joe, I'm rooting, for you. See... I'm rooting for you, but this seems ambitious. <laughs> Mostly, it's, I feel like, you know, I feel like this is the point where I just have to tell you guys, like, okay, I just need to dive back into the books for 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> how about you just roll a die that you think is fair? And you like... I, will, I will do an athletic roll at disadvantage. Okay. With my guidance that I never used. That's not still. Oh, no, no, mm -hmm. it's not still a thing. All right, seven. Seven, let's see what happens. You rolled a seven? Yeah, I rolled a seven. If I don't get that guidance, then it's seven. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. Trying to help a friend. So, actually, I'm, I'm having trouble justifying this being particularly bad. You weren't that high up to begin with. So if we're going by the falling rules, you know, if you just both just completely lost your grasp on the uh, on the mill, you would fall to the base for three bludgeoning. I'll take it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I am, in fact, down. 
Uh, that's fine. I'm happy to carry you and run. Okay. So essentially, I grabbed you and I was like, "Don't worry, I got you." Yeah, go. <laughs> All right, I still got you. I still got you. Here we go. So the 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 hags having retreated, you all have now made it back to the edge of the forest. At this point, the witches have accepted a defeat with their lives and their mill intact. I mean, you got away. You have the child. Pebble is down. Yeah. How far how far away from us is she? Is Pebble? Yeah. No. Like, how far does Joe have to run? Like, so how many how many death saves does she have to roll before she gets to us and we can make a medicine check? How fucked are we? We actually not. So if we're going by the precedent that now I've set, we've said that you and Cork got out in a round, not even a round where you took the dash. You know, basically just that's true. Engaged from the windmill on the hole. So Pebble's got to make one death save before you can intervene. Don't get a one. <laughs> I mean, if I get a one, it's still just two two fails. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. Yeah, but then we have to make a successful check. <laughs> that's true. All right, so I will do my death save now. Yep. All right. That is in fact a fail. Okay. Just one. Okay. And what what happens if we get what happens if we fail? Like is it a someone fails, is it is it a is it like a death fail or is it just like nothing happens? I think it's just nothing happens. I think you're just in a race with the death saves. Okay. Um well I guess whoever's turn is next, take a shot. That would be Cork. Save me. So I need to stabilize Pebble. Yeah. What what check is that? Medicine. 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 It's a four. Poro, would you like to try to stabilize Pebble? Absolutely. One of us could do this. You would think. You would think. Six. Not going to be me. Dazzle. Okay, I got to. Gotta... Maybe we should just carry her back to the village. Maybe we should. Just she will. Pebble. She will die before we get there. We we're not close to the village. That's a twelve. All right. Woo. Okay. Woo. Oh my god. Yeah. Heart is racing. I'm so stressed. <laughs> uh, so Basil makes uh, the medicine check and with his very limited CPR skills, is just like trying to like bandage the wounds and like go into like chest compressions. <laughs> and like eventually she starts breathing normally and Basil just like <laughs> slumps down, exhausted. Oh, oh fuck. I, I, I really thought that was going to go the other way. Does that mean I have one HP or am I still at zero? I think you have still at zero. Like, I think you're unconscious. I thought, it was, I, thought, I thought stabilizing was one. Yeah, I think she's at one then. Oh, yeah. Regains one hit point. Oh, Ooh. shit. Oh, wait. Oh, instead of staying at zero hit points until you get damaged again or wait 1d4 hours to gain one HP. So you, you, have, you have zero or we can, like, chill for an hour. Like take a short rest, basically. And yeah. Get one oh, HP in back. In the middle of the haunted woods. I'm not saying it's great. It might be better to get somewhere a bit safer, whether that's the Bastani camp or the fucking town. Well, All right. So, being that we have a map of this area at this point, how how far are either of those two places? Like, how many hours of walking do you think that'll take? You are here. Velaki is here. Mm-hmm. That is. A little over five miles away. Okay. So it looks like a short rest in the Svalage Woods is in your near future. If I take a short rest, does that mean I'm at one or? Or it's up to you guys. Oh, because I well, I, I could expend maybe hit dice. I don't know how that works when you're unconscious. I mean, 
I'm not sure that this is like the rules, but yeah, that was the way that we always played it was that if you stabilize, you're at one and then yeah, you take a short rest and, and you can use your hit dice. Okay. Um, so Basil slumped back. Uh, thanks. Like, so just like a huge sigh of relief. I don't know about you guys, but I, I could use a breather. Maybe, maybe we um, make a, a quick little camp for, for a couple hours. I could go all day, but since you guys are tired, I'll stop. Bezel looks up and down at this just like blood-soaked dragonborn and goes, "Yeah, you look, you look great. Uh, maybe we go a little further into the woods, just like really get out of sight, or or we could just stay here. What do you guys think? Let's just stay here. I've I've re- I've been that tired. Yeah, I don't think any one choice is better than the other. It's not. Point, there's not going to be honest. much safer spots in the woods. I think. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, all right. Yes. Yeah, just take a short rest and hope nothing out of that windmill decides to come after us. How long are we resting? Uh, I don't know. What's a what's a the shortest short rest we can take? One hour. Um, so yeah, in that time, I think there's a child here. Hello. Um, wh- what is your name? I want to make sure we actually rescued the right person. My name is Arabelle. Arabelle. Yes. Perfect. We we were sent by. By your village, by your camp, I suppose. Are you well? I, I, relative to being kept in a, a windmill with hags? Oh, I knew the witches wouldn't kill me. I haven't fulfilled my great destiny yet. Oh, um, and what, what, what would that be? It's a great destiny. Hmm. That doesn't answer my question. You could maybe provide a little more clarity. Sorry, it's been a long day. The brain's not firing on all cylinders at the moment. It has been a very tiring day, and I'm only six. I don't know what my destiny is yet. I just know that I have a great destiny. Oh, okay. That's all you had to say? Just say you don't know it. Uh, so Basil just slides over, just like continuing to learn that he is not good with children. <laughs> um, I, I, think it's, I think it's time to roll some hit die, though. Yeah. Uh, Camille. Uh, uh-huh. You, you cast aid. How long does that last? Do we still get that? Aid is eight hours. So, yes. Cool. Um, I'm I'm using all of my hit die here. So I get 16 health back. Doesn't matter that eight is still going because I don't have enough to reach that point. But I'm I'm pretty good. Normally I have 35 health points and right now I've got 31. Little child, did you hurt yourself badly when you fell on Basil here? It's very important. It's very important to me that the first time you actually hear my name is correct and it's Basil, not Basil. Ignore him, but also do answer his question. I'll survive. I have a great destiny. Oh, good for you then. Does it involve fire, perhaps? She, she just gives you this look like that's not even worth responding to. What a stupid dragon you are. <laughs> you're, you're right. Of course it involves fire. If it is a great destiny, it most definitely involves fire. See, Pebble, you could learn a thing or two. Are you still unconscious? Anyway, you still hurt me. <laughs> just starts, starts like chatting with the unconscious pebble. Uh, I think Basil looks over Cork and is like, this child is very difficult to impress. I learned a long time ago not to try and impress children in nothing but trouble. Then again, perhaps like most people, she is just not impressed by you. <laughs> oh. that, that cuts a little too deep. So after resting for an hour, is the plan? Uh, head back to her camp, I suppose, right? That probably seems like the best move. Yeah. Pe- Pebble's now awake. How does, how does she feel? 
I'm okay. I'm doing fine. I have decent health back. Um, you know. Pebble, I'm gonna be honest. I, I when you went up that windmill, I did not think you were going to make it. I that was that was the craziest, bravest thing that I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. You know, I've, it's not the first time I've climbed up a windmill to to heal Barcoro and drag him down. You know. I can't, you know, I that might be a joke, but I genuinely believe it. I I, I genuinely believe that this has happened before. Yeah. Now that we are all feeling a little better, I want to thank all of you who made a difference and helped save not only my life, but the life of this child. So thank you, Pebble. Thank you. Thank you, Vorkoro, for bringing me down that windmill. Basil is very uh, upset to not be thanked. I mean, <laughs> he craves approval. Did you see how well I ran that child into the woods? I guess <laughs> I guess that didn't help at all. No, you you are correct, Cork. I apologize. I was unconscious in a window, but you did get the child out of immediate danger. So thank you, Cork and the Pebble. Thank you. That, <laughs> that, that, that seems right to me. Basil, you make an excellent cushion for to throw children on. I it's not worth it. He said excellent though. Basil's just sulking. <laughs> That's in a that's an above average cushion, just so you know. Oh, can we just get on the road? I, I don't know why I expected anything different. All right, child of destiny, shall we shall we get you back to your people? Yes, I think that would be most appropriate. Follow the spooky road. Follow the spooky road. Follow, 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 follow. Yeah, how's how's everybody looking now? What do people get back on their on their short rest? I'm looking great. I'm I'm pretty fucking good actually. I'm full health. I'm at two thirds. Okay, how are we doing on other resources like Terrible. spells and spells and rages? Absolutely zero. Um, I have one rage left, but it's not the end of the world. It's it's fine. The short rest actually replenishes most of my action surges and stuff, so I'm I'm doing really fucking good actually. Hell Considering yeah. where I was a few moments ago. <laughs> so you are fast burning daylight on this one. Uh, you know, again. Oh, it's still daytime. Damn. At, well, as ever since you have come to Barovia, you have not once seen the actual sun or a clear sky. Um, but you know, it's pretty clear that whatever daylight there was is now fast sinking behind the western slopes of Mount Gakis. So then, what are you guys doing to illuminate your way through the woods? Some of us have helms that will glow when touched by certain people. Mm -hmm. This is true. I have dark vision. Do you have dark vision? Yeah, I do have dark vision. Basil can can tinker with the helmet. Thank you, Basil. Yes, happy to be useful. He looks for Koro in the eye. Absolutely. If you were not here, I would be stumbling like crazy through these woods right now. Uh, Basil finishes tinkering and turns away and just like, is immediately smiling that Bokoro <laughs> is useful, but it does not want Bokoro to see that. Uh, I assume I assume this child does not have dark vision, though. She does not. I guess that's also something worth asking: is is she just keeping up with you guys, or? I mean, she's six. We can carry her. That's true. Who is carrying her? You can take turns. I will carry her. Okay. No, no, no. I I got this. I'm a big guy. I can carry Pebble. I can carry a child. True. Well, I, I would like to point out that you didn't actually carry Pebble, that you tried to carry her and you fell. <laughs> uh, but after we fell, I carried her to you, did I not? She didn't walk by herself. I'm just saying that it's, you know, it's it's hit or miss. <laughs> you know, me and Pebble saved each other. Mm -hmm. That is what we did. 
That's right. You continue moving through the dark Swalich woods at night, your way being lit by a magical glowing helmet for Koro carrying the dozing Vistani child. Um, you come to a familiar point in the road where you see it dips down to the walled town on the Gray Lake. And now you just sort of instinctively know where just beyond it there is the Vistani camp and the Dusk Elf village. It's also at about this point that you realize that there are several hunched figures lurching through the mist in the woods just off the path. As they come a little closer, presumably drawn by the light of your helmet, you realize that these are not people in any way that you're familiar with. While they're vaguely human-shaped, they seem to be made of some sort of vegetable or plant material. Their bodies are covered with thorny spikes. This is a swamp thing! We are being attacked by swamp thing! Ah! You're absolutely being attacked by them, so you're all going to need to roll for initiative real quick. Oh, no! Wonderful! This is why I hate vegetables. (laughs) Oh, God. I freaking... That's a five. I got a two. I got a nine. If you could all just drop them in the chat for me, that's going to be the easiest way to do this. Oh, my God. We Wow. Are we all two, six, five, nine. Yikes. We're all single gidge. Does the child have better initiative than us? <laughs> Jesus. I really hope she's not fighting. Yeah. Has better initiative than most of you. That means she's still single gidge. I swear to God, if we fought off a coven of hags, used up all of our resources, and then she gets downed by plant creatures, I quit. Yeah, that would be a that would be something to be ashamed of, wouldn't it? That'd be a really <laughs> anticlimactic way, but also totally in keeping with our track record. Yep. One step forward, two steps back. Well, it looks like five of these of these gaunt, spindly, human-shaped thorn bushes come out of the woods of the path, seemingly drawn by the light of the helmet that is glowing. Who, I'm, I'm sorry, it's Borkoro who's wearing that helmet. Yeah. And holding the child, maybe not our best thought. So as they move closer to you guys, yeah, that's when one of them sort of extends a hand and almost, you know, like Spider-Man or something, just a barrage of thorny needles comes flying at Borkoro. Can I at least move to make sure the child is protected? You absolutely can, but you're still going to take five piercing damage. The second one is going for Cork. I have to wait till my turn to rage, correct? Yes. You are hit for um, five piercing damage. Mm. How about you now? <laughs> and another volley of thorns come flying at Basil, but they, you know, ping off of your extensive armor. And then you have an opportunity to do something. Oh, that's right. I'm leading the group with a nine. So I'm going to run up to these needly boys. And I, just, I, I don't have, I don't have a whole lot that I can do right now. So I'm just going to punch one. Okay. Uh, that's an. 18 to hit. That hits. Love it. Uh, oh, and 12 damage. Okay, under the, the magical power of your glove, he just immediately explodes in a blast of splintery wooden shrapnel shards. Excellent. Uh, and I would also I'd like to end my turn with um, by activating my defensive field, give myself four temporary hit points. Okay. For Koro. In this moment, you notice the uh, the child Arabelle is sort of squirming in your arms. She's no fool. She just sort of contorts her way out of your grip, and then she runs off 
in the other direction. Looks like she's just hiding behind a tree. She's definitely not a combatant, but she's not just taking off into the woods either. For a second, I thought we were going to have to chase this child through the savage <laughs> woods. No, she, she, I mean, she's clearly, you know... Smart kid. Yeah. Um, granted, she got kidnapped by witches, but, you know... Who doesn't? You guys didn't do that either, so... <laughs> um, another one is moving up. So now, now, Basil, that you've just exploded one of these thorn monsters, another one is coming right up to you and trying to grab you with its needly claws, and it absolutely does hit you. Oof. So its it grip isn't even particularly tight, except that its fingers are lined with thorny prickers, and you take seven piercing damage. Okay, but still feeling okay. Porcoro is up. Uh, do these mountains of vegetation look dry or wet? Are you asking, are they flammable? <laughs> yeah. You know, if they're like brambles and thorns, I'm essentially walking tenure. Yeah, I mean, it's a very reasonable conclusion to think that that would, that would be a good course of action. Okay, uh, then I think I'm going to unleash my breath weapon, which is a deck saving of 12. Okay, so... Get your breath weapon back on a short rest? Yeah. That's great. I get like everything back on a short rest. I don't have any magic. <laughs> I'm just a dragon, that's all. Oh, yeah. Right, just a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, you know? For Koro, we have uh, two successes and two fails. Ooh. Um, I only do three damage, but I don't know if there's, like, some rules for fire, if they're made of vegetation. So, yeah, it looks like they're, um, I mean, yeah, they, they certainly aren't immune to fire. Uh, you know, it is, it is a, it's always damp in Barovia, and they don't, <laughs> There's not like a sustained burn. They're not currently on fire, but it definitely was not, didn't do nothing. Eh. It also causes one of them who mostly shook off, but not entirely that flame attack to come up and try to grab you with its needly claws. Uh, unfortunately, it whips, probably as a result of its fingers mostly being burnt off. Fork <laughs> <laughs> is up. Love it. Finally going to go into a rage. My last one. And I'm going to, it's going to be tail again. Because I was so transformed by that dude experience. Um, I, f I feel like Cork has found like a new go-to transformation here. Yeah, he, he was really, he went from a kind of bearish rage to a more nudie rage. <laughs> and it's really serving him. However, I am going to attack with my great axe. Okay. Whichever thorny thing is closest to me. 17 to hit. That definitely hits. 12 damage. Okay, another one breaks up into thorny splinters. <laughs> and pebble. All right, I'm going to attempt to put an end to this uh, by using my channel divinity, Radiance of the Dawn. Divinity. So each hostile creature within 30 feet of me, which I hope is all three of them that are left, um, mm -hmm. have to make a DC 15 constitution saving throw. Um, and if they pass, they take full 2d10 plus 4 radiant damage, and if they fail, they, or sorry, if they pass, they get half damage, and if they fail, they get full. Oh shit, that's awesome. Two fails, one success. So, uh, remind me, what was that damage again? Uh, alright, let me roll it. Pebble doesn't need no spells. <laughs> uh, so that's gonna be 15 damage total, so, I guess, 7 damage to the one who passed. And 15 to others. There is one still standing. He is in bad shape. Basil, you're up. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to try to punch it again. 
See if I can finish him off. Uh, that is a 16 to hit. That hits. For nine damage. Congratulations, you defeated the needle monsters. Basil just like gauntlet glowing, just full of just pent up stress, puts his fist like right through their chest, Mortal Kombat style. You have so many splinters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for you. You guys needed the win. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we're, we're on a little bit of a winning streak right now. Josh Don't say Brian. that. <laughs> you know what? You got to celebrate the wins when you got them. I, yeah. Did I just jinx yeah. us? Probably, but Probably. I'm enjoying the moment. <laughs> that, that was a good job, Basil. They did not liken that. Uh, oh, you know, but, I, but you yeah. see, I liken as a type of plan. You had me and you lost me. All right. You don't encounter. Child. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, child, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Or good, because you have a great destiny, and I just want to make sure we didn't fuck it up for you. Not such as I'm aware. <laughs> Particularly at night, it's hard to ignore the sounds of the Spolich Woods. It seems that every time you feel that you've you've come to a stretch of relative safety, there's a crack or a crunch of something moving through the underbrush just off the path, or a howl or a shriek coming from somewhere in the distance. Um, but you do make it back to the Vistani camp without another incident. All right. Ooh. I, of course, am going to walk into the camp with the child in my arms and be like, yes, yes, do not worry. We have saved the future of your camp. Uh, this child is a great destiny and it will now be fulfilled thanks to us. The Vistani are overjoyed that Arabelle has been returned. She is immediately sort of, you know, the, the whole plan such as is there, you know, it's, it's very clear from the general tone that they've been looking for a body. And, and so the fact that not only has she been recovered, but that she has been recovered safe and sound is huge. And so she's immediately pulled off into a big hug. And you can see where she's sort of being ushered away to where, you know, some older members of the clan, presumably healers are, you know, just, just checking her out, making sure she's okay. The one Vistana who uh, was presented to you as being her father, comes up to you. Um, for saving my daughter, I suppose you deserve thanks, so thank you. It is not necessary. It is what we are here to do. It's so necessary. <laughs> it, it is necessary. You have, you have done my family a great service and kindness, for which the traditions of the Vistani demand recompense. Um, I would invite you to choose your reward. If I could show you to where, basically, basically taking over to what is clearly the treasure wagon. Ooh. Uh, sure, the treasure wagon. Not, not gonna say no to a treasure wagon. So inside, he throws open sort of these swinging doors of one of the barrel-topped wagons. He says, "I I invite you to take what you think what you think this task is deserving." Um, that being said, it is a pretty. There's a lot going on, but it's not necessarily clear. What do you have here? And you don't think that he's really inviting a lot of follow-up questions. There is a there is a wooden chest. There is an iron chest. There is an onyx jewelry box with gold filigree. There is a small wooden box that um, actually it's it's open and it looks like it has twelve stoppered gourds, sort of you Ooh. know makeshift environmentally friendly potion bottles. Ooh. Also, when these are clearly not realistic options, but they seem to be more status symbols for, for this guy, there is a wooden throne 
and a rolled up 10 foot square rug. I'm taking the rug, obviously. <laughs> awesome. I, do we each get to pick something or is it like one for the whole group? No, you guys are, as a group, you get to pick one of these. What? All right. I, I say we get the iron box, obviously. We want the iron box because it's the only thing that won't burn. I think you want the contents of these boxes, not the box itself. Okay, well, are we allowed to open the box? I, I think we're not allowed to open the boxes. What? This doesn't make sense. Like a mystery box situation? Yeah, they, they're, again, you know, cultural traditions demand that he give you something, but he doesn't want to make it easy for you to take the good stuff. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm going to turn to the man and say, would you mind if I cast a quick spell? What, what sort of spell? Uh, just, just a, you're run of the mill of detect magic. Oh, um, sure. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to, so I want to cast detect magic and do any of these boxes ping as especially magical? The iron one. Go iron. Another wood one. What burns, you fool? The onyx jewelry box actually does, but it's like nothing, nothing very powerful. Okay. Box. Um, I, I say we go with the jewelry box. Yeah, we should be. That, yeah, that was my first instinct also. It was pretty. Yeah. But you hide the valuables in the least interesting looking box. Right, so we all agree that the iron box... Onyx doesn't burn either, it's stone, so... So yeah, well, are we in agreement? Or at least is, um, is Vorkaro outvoted? You make a compelling argument. Fine, let's just take the jewelry. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's see what that magical ping was. The onyx jewelry box has golden filigree. It contains six pieces of cheap jewelry and an unlabeled crystal vial with some sort of potion in it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, Can I? You gotta tell us what's in that other box. <laughs> you gotta do anything, but whoever's writing this down, if you could just write down where you got this stuff, because you know if you're gonna if you're gonna ask me like if you end up asking me ten sessions in the future what something is worth, I'm not gonna remember where you got it. So. Gotcha. Of course. Let me. Yeah. Let me. Just put this in like the, the session notes. Um, you one more time. You run down what was what was in there. Uh, so the box itself is clearly worth a certain chunk of money, but inside there are six pieces of cheap jewelry and an unlabeled crystal vial with some sort of potion in it. This man clearly doesn't love his daughter very much, <laughs> <laughs> or just really hates us. He gave you the choice. This is true. Okay, opening the box, you're gonna turn to him and say, "Thank you for your for your hospitality." Uh, w- would it be too big of an ask for you to tell us what this potion does? It, it's, it's been so long. He says this with a note of apology in his voice. I'm, I'm sure it will do something cool, right? Um, and when the time comes to use it, we will have you drink it, Basil, because you're, like, really good at magic and stuff, right? I am, at best, medium at magic. <laughs> I'm good at making things. Okay, well, you can tell us what you make of this potion when you drink it. Uh, <laughs> damn it, that, 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 that was unfortunately a good one. Yeah, well. I, I think what if we ever level up, I think I'll have Identify, uh, so could maybe get some answers to that, but I, I, cool. I probably don't have the materials to cast it. I think it, it's like some kind of pearl that's fairly valuable. I have a pearl. Just kidding. I don't. That'd be really great if you did. I know. Um, okay, so this this man doesn't know what's in the potion. I, I guess just thank him and go about the rest of our business. Thank you very much. Um, we're looking for a guy named Casimir. Do you perhaps know where we could find him? You know, since we found your daughter, it must be a lot easier to find this other person. 
Oh, oh yes and no. Uh, as a matter of fact, Casimir had also put himself at the services of our clan to look for her, but he has not yet returned to the camp. Uh, I'm happy to tell him that you were looking for him. I'm sure that by a description of you, he'll come to know who you are. Well, he's lost. If he's at the fucking bone grinder, I'm not going back there. Uh, <laughs> let's go to town. Maybe we can still make it to dinner, you know? Uh, I, can we? You guys formally rejected the invitation. I don't think that it's going to be possible for you to just crash Bokter House. Um, I feel like we should probably just spend the night here. Especially because there's a f- hopefully Casimir will come back. And there's also that, uh, you know, scarred and imposingly tall Vistani man that we would like some answers from. Yeah, I agree. He's nowhere to be. He's nowhere to be seen. Mm. Great. He's abroad. Also, you're, you know, you're welcome to ask, but I don't think that you're getting a. Now that you've sort of fulfilled your purpose and been compensated, you're not getting a super receptive welcome here right now. But they told us we could get their help once we helped them. <laughs> They're a bunch of liars. No, he said he said he's he's happy to say you know I I will make sure that Casimir knows that you are looking for him, uh, but he's he's not here right now. And they won't let us stay. They at least don't seem to be super into the idea of you just crashing. Can we just save their this guy's daughter? <laughs> These are rude people. <laughs> it's like the middle of the night at this point, right? It's not the middle of the night. It's fairly late. I mean, walking okay. past. Balaki, you could see that there were still, you know, torches and lights burning in the town. Uh, and well, if we're not being invited to stay, maybe we should come back in the morning? Yeah, we can just go back to Balaki and stay the night there. It's yeah, insane the they won't let us housing. Excuse me, sir, I didn't quite catch your name. I I am Luvash. Luvash, it, we, we thank you for the hospitality you've granted us, and if you could uh, specifically tell Casimir, that we will be back in the morning to speak with him. Uh, we would we would appreciate that. I will do that when I see him. But frankly, you should know Casimir is a uh, interesting individual. When last I saw him, he had pledged to go off and look for my daughter, but he often claims he is going abroad to on on one errand or another, and sometimes he sees it through to the end, and other times he loses interest, but. He's often gone for as much as as weeks at a time. When he returns, I will certainly tell him that you are looking for him. But where he is and when he will return, I, I, it might be as early as tomorrow. I certainly don't know. We appreciate that. Um, the same with a, a fellow that we we met on our first trip here. Uh, quite quite tall, scar on his face. Yes, you you speak of my brother Aragal. Aragal, yes. Um, we have a few questions we would like to ask him if he would speak with us when he returns. You know, I, I think, again, it's interesting that you say such things. I know that you spoke to him earlier when you first learned of my daughter's troubles. I think he, too, was interested in speaking with you. Unlike Casimir, however, I think it's it's safe to assume that um, Aragal will find you. That is very ominous, and I look forward to him... I look forward to him tricking us into going into imminent danger once again. Well, I, I suppose thank you again, um, and we will be on our way. All right. He's not interested in, in keeping you around. <laughs> um, should, we, should we return to the Dusk Elves and see if Casimir has gone back there? 
Or should we just head back to Velaki? I do not think we will find much luck there. Yeah. Plus, it's, it's night. And, like, how are we going to find them? They're dusk elves, right? That feels... They're elements. That feels racist in a way that I don't quite know how to make sense of. No, you didn't... You did, uh, let, let, let's go. Where are we going? Velaki? Back, back to Velaki, I assume. Yeah, guess so. So it's pretty easy to follow the footpath back to the gate. Uh, where again, you see at the gate is being guarded by, by yellow clad guards carrying pikes. And as they see your, your forms emerging through the mists, they shout out, you know, very familiar, all will halt before the gates of Alaki. Praise be the Lord of Mourning and Baron Vargas Velikovich. All shall be well. Yes, praise, praise all of that. Um, is it the same guards who we gave the letters to? No, they were the mourning duty. Okay, I, mean, I figured, but thought I'd ask. Um, so it looks like, again, they're going to deny you entrance on the basis of it being after dark and the gates not opening after dark when uh, another one, though, like sort of dips into the light and there's a sort of a, a very short conference between some of them in, in hushed whispers. Is everything okay? We'd love to come inside because it's really dark out here and there's lots of monsters. Oh, I think it's just uh, very fortunate for you that it seems that you've made some uh, some friends who carry a lot of clout within these walls. So good for you. Yeah, we are very friendly people. We have been told to suspend the rules for you should you come returning to the town after dark. So yes, you might as well come in. Oh, that's hey. yeah. Thank great. you. Yeah, that's so that's great. Hospitality is unmatched. <laughs> so you're back inside Velaki after dark, which means it's it's outside of the guards who are posted up along the walls and at various intervals along the the high road. It's it's pretty dead, you know. Even even within the walls of the town, people don't like to be out after dark. Um, I would like, since it's already nighttime and we're already out, uh, I'm going to invite any of my companions. Would any of you like to walk with me to the place where Irina is staying to see if we can see those weird purple lights people are always talking about? I actually was thinking the same thing. Just a, yeah. a, a, yeah. a, a quick stroll by. Just a quick stroll, you know, after almost getting killed. <laughs> All right. So walking back to the Burgermaster's mansion actually takes you past the church. The, the door into the church is open and a, a warm light is spilling out. And you see in the doorway uh, that uh, Father Lucian seems to be having a conversation with, um, actually, it's, it's a Danica Mardikov, the mistress of the Blue Water Inn. Oh, good for him. Well, he, he notices you and he, he waves you over. Hey. Yes, well, yeah, yes, we'll, we'll go. We, we, like both, we like both of these people. There's no reason why we wouldn't go over, yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's up? We're just taking a walk. Yeah, I'm glad to see that you made it back to town. Um, I was very interested in speaking to you. I had to make sure that the guards would let you in. Oh, oh my God, thank you very much. So I don't, I don't know if you uh, heard the news about what happened here in town this morning. I'm not sure when you left. What happened in town? Well... Old Blinsky, the toy maker, his shop and his home burned to the ground. Oh, that's oh, terrible! What? No, horrible! Oh my God, was he was he an evil guy? Did he maybe have coming? <laughs> I mean, I, he's here now. He has nowhere else to go. What is he doing here? Is he making more toys? The poor man's in shock. I think I I can't seem to get an intelligent word out of him. Hopefully, with some more time, I. Fear that we might have another Krogorov on our hands. 
And when he says that, a peculiar glint of inspiration comes into the old priest's eyes. And then he comes back to you. Sorry, I thought I had, had it for a moment. I mean, the, the trick of the thing. Anyway. Krogoro? Oh, well, you know, the, 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 the destitute, the drunk, he, uh, the homeless, you know, no. saying with alcoholism, and now I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm a servant of the Morning Lord first and always, but if I'm to speak the truth, the whole town has always thought Blinsky to be a joke. Some, I dare say, will laugh at him even now, but this is no small accident. If it is an accident, this is an old town, and there's a certain reverence through the land for our old structures. We work hard to keep up old buildings standing, the church in Barovia, the hospital in Kresk. These places remember better times, even if there are none left alive who do. I fear some terrible consequence, yet hanging in the stars shall bitterly begin his fearful date with today's mischief. Indeed, there will come a time when we look back on much needless suffering and realize it began with the destruction of this poor man's home. Well, you know, it could, but you know what? If you leave too many flammable things lying around, trust me, I know this because I like fire a lot. If you leave too many flammable things lying around, it's just a matter of time and you're just asking for it, you know? I, I don't think that's the right approach here. You, sh you should properly, I'm not, look, I'm not saying it to Blinsky. I'm just saying you should properly store flammable items. I know, I burn a lot of places. Anyway, that sucks. Uh, so, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, you, you stop talking now, please. Um, we're very sorry to hear about Blinsky and anything we can do while we're in town to help him rebuild and be more comfortable, we're happy to do so. Well, I fear that by now most of the town has in their minds lain responsibility at the hands of these rumored witches. That will serve should this, should this be an isolated incident. Any formal investigation will be carried out by Isaac Strozny, which inspires little confidence, especially as he's likely to prioritize the other thing. Um, probably not even it, it probably was the witches if we're being honest that those you know we were it, we were actually in the windmill hearing them talk about burning places down it was the darnest thing uh, a, a moment there just to remind you you already heard that there were rumors of witches here in the town the windmill oh okay but also we did just find some other witches so like we, i mean yeah how many they love burning things Oh yeah, children, people, Nudes. evil toys, shops, totally. <laughs> anyway, more, more to the point, I just wanted to let you know that I think I can get Yeska to speak to you again about the bones. Perhaps, perhaps I should speak with the child this time? Uh, that's, that's fine with me. I, I, what, if, if the child's ready to speak now, why don't you, maybe you and Pebble could do that and Cork and I could go check out the lights again. That's, that sounds like a good idea. Don't. You know, I don't think they'll fuck up looking at the house. How is it that even my good ideas are somehow bad for me? So as as you guys, I guess so, Vercoro and Pebble are going into the church and Basil and Cork are heading off to the manor? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so as, as you all part ways, Father, uh, Father Lucian, just since I might not see any of you again this evening, Blessings of the morning, Lord, go with you, but mark me. I've buried many old men here in the cemetery who in life knew nothing but fear. This land produces no heroes, none who make a fortune or become the subject of legends. And by and large, they're far from the nicest people one could hope to meet. But they've built lives, worked this land. 
they've raised children. And I'll suffer no outlander to treat that as some small thing. Of, of course not. Yeah, that's fine. We, kind of a weird thing to say. we have only ever wanted to, to help the people here. In fact, just, just, just this day, we, re- we rescued a child from some hags. It's... It is. It is a good thing. So is this you guys trying to act as guilty as possible? <laughs> no, no I, this is totally, we're good people. Like, I, I think we're doing a pretty good job here. Does he, can I roll an inside check? Does he think that we burned down? The- yeah, by all means, roll an inside check. Uh, that is a 14. He definitely has reevaluated his opinion of you since you last spoke. To what degree that is related to Blinsky is not clear. It could be anything. It could be because we scared a child. Um, it could be because a, a house burned down. I'm, I'm, I'm only gonna, I'm gonna do the only thing I can to reiterate. You know, we did save a child today, and we didn't have to, but we did. Why did that sound like a threat? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, who are we? Who are we? Who are we going to talk about first? If we're splitting the party, whoever wants to go first. I feel like us checking out the uh, the lights will probably go quicker because I assume we're going to see nothing again. <laughs> well, let's you know what. Let's start with that because I think there, that might afford a good a good way to to break it up. Um, as you are walking again past the church, um, slowly you catch up again. You know, with uh, walking briskly just ahead of you and hearing your footsteps behind her. Uh, she sort of whips around, you can't be too cautious after dark, is Danica Mardikov, Erwin's wife. Um, and when she sees the two of you, she, uh, you know, she glances at you, she assesses that, no, you are not creatures of the night. Um, but then she does like a little double take and she just kind of glowers at you. Oh, he- hello, I'm sorry, did, did we do something to offend you? Excuse me? It was just, you just gave us a look just now that it, it, it felt like we'd upset you in some way. One, one is prone to look at things. It's not always considered wise to walk these streets at night. Just my husband wanted to make sure that we got something to the destitute toy maker to eat. Yes, of, co- of course. And also, I'd like to thank you and your husband again for aiding us this morning. We would not have been able to, to rescue that child in time if not for the directions you gave us. So thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she goes on. She, she's got like one last little button she wants to get in there. Um, we've all seen folk from beyond the mists. They run their swords and arrows through a few wolves or ghouls and convince themselves they've nothing left to learn. They rarely last long, and for their pride, often do us more harm than good. I, I hope we can change your opinion of Outlanders. We, we do truly only want to help. I've got to get back to my family. Yes, of, of course. Good evening. Meanwhile, in the church, there's a few people who are there even at night. You know, most people still do feel safer in there, not realizing it has been deconsecrated. Uh, Blinsky is in there looking just absolutely terrible, muttering to himself. <laughs> He's muttering to himself? He is, he is muttering to He is just full-blown dissociating. Can we hear him? I mean, if you go over and listen to him, he's not like ranting and raving. He's just muttering. I want to move close enough so I can hear him and make sure he isn't casting any evil spells. What do you know about evil spells that you could discern? That it was? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to listen if he's saying, like, stuff about Satan or demons or witches. No, he does not say the word Satan, demon, or witch. What about puppet army? 
this is also Van, Van Wier's masterpiece. I get in the castle and I find the masterpiece. Over castle walls, through castle walls, very, very safe. Very, very, if I stay in the dark, if I don't use light, I fill up my hands, I find the masterpiece and I escape again. And then all will be well for Blinsky and all will be well in Belucky once I find it. Once I find it in the castle, the castle's very dangerous, but I stay safe. I stay safe because I know good toys. I know what children like and I know how I can please it's in the castle walls. In the castle walls, it stays dark. I find the Von Weir masterpiece. I, I don't think I want to approach him just now, but I, I am noting this. Okay. Yeah. He's seen better days for sure. Poor guy. You're not there. Yep. I'm not there. <laughs> there in spirit. Um, Father Lucian brings out the boy, Yeska, again, who... Certainly not ecstatic to talk to you guys, but he's definitely willing to talk to you guys. So I'm going to get down on one knee, so I'm at least lower to the ground than I usually am. And I'm not going to approach the child. I'm going to keep the distance the child is keeping from me. But I'm going to be like, hey, Yeska, did someone tell me your name was Yeska? Or is that a big Noska? <laughs> he, he nods violently. He nods so hard you're scared for a moment his head is going to snap off. Oh, be careful. You don't want to lose that thing. You're going to need it. I actually, someone told me you have a really good head on your shoulders. Your father told me that you're like the smartest kid in this whole church. Since you're so smart and I look at me, I've got a head made of scales, you know? Not, I've got nothing up here, okay? Um, I was just thinking... Since you're so smart, maybe you could help me with something, because I really need help from someone smart. I mean, he doesn't say anything, but he also doesn't burst into tears again, so. Okay. Could I maybe roll a charisma to try to get him to open up and feel a little more comfortable? Or? I mean, yeah, you could. I mean, it, it seems that he doesn't want to, you know, you haven't actually asked him directly a question yet, so. Well, no, of course not, but you don't just... You don't just go up and ask people questions. You gotta, you gotta lay the groundwork, especially with children. You gotta make them feel comfortable. You know, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do a charisma roll just okay. for the kid to like me. You know, it's important that the child likes me at least more. Oh, oh my gosh, that is an unnatural twenty. Okay, so just putting that baby out there. Okay, okay. So we're looking for something. There were these uh bones beneath the church and we were told that since you're so smart and you're good at figuring stuff out maybe you had seen or heard something because I, I was also told you like spend a lot of time around these bones which is totally cool it makes you not only the smartest but like the coolest kid in this whole church so like if you could just tell us anything you know about what you might have seen or heard even if you don't think it's important you know, it might help, like, connect the puzzle dots that we currently have. I only saw the bones once when Father Lucian showed them to me and told me that that's why the church was safe. Right, but you did not, like, maybe you were, like, heard something weird recently, you know, or saw something weird, something out of the ordinary, you know, besides us, I mean. No, Father Lucian told me about the bones, and I knew about the bones, and I thought about the bones, and then you told me that the bones were gone. I, I, I did not tell you the bones were gone. I don't know who told you that. It was, no, it was you. It, it, it totally was not me. I, look, it was this guy named, he, it's, it's this piece of shit guy who's always wearing armor and talking about how great his armor is. It's not even that great, honestly, but it wasn't me. So, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk away from the child. 
Pebble, would you like to try anything? <sighs> I'm trying. I don't know what to ask. It seems like he doesn't know anything. All right, hang on. Let me come back. Okay. <clears throat> all right. So let's again. This is why I need your help. All right. Because we got these bones, and these bones are gone now. All right. And that's not your fault. That's not anybody's fault except the person who took them. Now, you didn't take them, did you? No, I didn't take them. No, I, I didn't think you did. So you don't have anything to worry about. It's not your fault then. Okay. But maybe you can help me figure out where they went. So they're not under the church where they usually are. Where else do bones go? In bodies? <laughs> that is a right answer. Bones definitely go in bodies. Oh, I think um, I, I think I finally figured out the question to ask you, but I'm not there. <laughs> no, you're not there. Okay, so the bones, bones do go in bodies. Okay, so, oh, all right, all right. If the bones had no bodies to go, then that means some body must have taken the bones. So, so when he found them. What do you mean, found them? Well, I mean, just Father Lucian told me that they were a secret, that we were the only ones who knew about them. Did you perhaps tell anybody the secret? And it's okay if you did, because it is hard to keep a secret. I wish people listening to this could have seen me and Alex reacting to Joe asking that question. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to tell anyone, but I thought I thought he already knew. Oh, who is who is he? Oh my God! Did you tell Blinsky? Was it the toy guy? I told I told Millie. Millie, who's Millie? He looks at Father Lucian, and then he just just thrusts a twiggy arm out towards the the wall of the of the chapel. Um, Father Lucian says, "I think he's referring to our young grave digger, Milivoj." Oh, where where could we find this Millie? Um, I mean, he doesn't stay here at the church. He's, you know, he, he lives a while from here. So he's after dark, you know, he's not going to be back until first thing in the morning. Could you tell us where he lives in case we wanted to pay him a visit? I don't like the idea of doing this, but I'm, I'm really, really not comfortable with the reality of these bones. And I'm starting to worry if by preserving the safety of other people, I'm not perhaps causing more harm than good. Milivoj's parents are dead. He's digging graves here. I pay him as much as I can because he has all the brothers and sisters to support. Frankly, there's, if, if you go out beyond the back of the cemetery, there's the barn. I tried to get them to stay here in, in the church to live in the proper quarters, but he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't look. So he's been trying to support them all living out there. I, I was at least able to get him to stay there. But if you go, you might, that's, that's where he would be. They live in a barn in the graveyard. Well, a barn beyond the graveyard, not in the graveyard. Right, right, right. right. Okay. So now, so now I'm going to talk to Pebble. I'm going to make sure me and Pebble, like no one else can hear. I'm going to be like, okay. So apparently this gravedigger lives in a barn past the graveyard. So as far as I'm concerned, that gravedigger can go fuck himself. And if he wants to talk to us or we're going to talk to him, he's going to come back here. Because I'm not going anywhere near a fucking graveyard in the middle of the night in a town full of vampires. Also, the evil puppet master is saying something about going into a castle and doing more evil puppet stuff. I'm just saying. That's a lot of information. It, yeah, it is a lot of information. <laughs> okay, so I guess we wait until the morning for him to come back so we don't have to, to go through the scary graveyard. 
in the meantime, maybe if you or I or both of us wanted to go talk to the big evil puppet man and try to figure out his big evil puppet plan, then we could, you know, put a stop to it. I don't know what in Vorkoro's life has convinced him that <laughs> the puppet man is so evil, but I love his consistency. Let's talk about what Basil and Cork are up to. Uh, well, first they're walking, they're continuing to walk towards the, the manor and Basil turns to Cork and like, you were of no help in that conversation. Um, talking's not really my strong suit, but I guess it's not yours either, so I probably should have jumped in there. You know, I, I really thought it was something that I was okay at, and this last few days has really proven that's just not the case. I think the last couple of days have been humbling to us in a lot of ways. That's, that's very true. A lot of skills we need to work on, like conversing and not dying over and over. Yes. But if, if I'm being honest, and if you tell this to Vorkoro, I will deny it. I have been impressed. I, everyone did things that I didn't think were possible. I didn't think we were going to get that kid out. I didn't think Pebble was going to be able to rescue him. Oh, but, no, I... but here we are. You come to the Burgermaster's Manor. It is heavily guarded. More spearmen in the same yellow tabards who, again, immediately notice you guys. Uh, just we, we have a pass, I think. Free range. Nobody enters the manor after dark unless they're in the company of the, of the Baron or Isaac Strasny. Oh, we don't need to go into the manor. We're just taking a little stroll, observing, you know, anything interesting. We've heard there's a, an impressive light show that- Yes, yes. That gets done at night. We were, just, we're curious to see it. It's not always safe to be outside after dark in this town. There yes, we've heard that. Demon worshippers and, witch, and, and witches. Oh, we hate witches. We, we would never even want to come close to one. Well, I suggest then that you get back to your homes or to the inn. We just see the lights just for a moment. We've come all this way. We're looking at each other like they have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, no, never mind that. <laughs> I guess we uh, just uh, we lost the plot. Our, our mistake. Um, we, we were apparently misinformed. Perhaps then, yes, yeah, you should go back to the inn. Say hello to the ravens for us. To the who? The ravens. Never mind. No, no, please. It, what it, do you know about the ravens? Elaborate. We... The, the one guy, one of the two guards just blurts out, there's always like 30 or 40 ravens perched on that building. And then the other one just hits him a little to, to kind of remind him he's on duty. He shouldn't be engaged in gossip right now. Please, please do do engage in gossip. Uh, look, it's, it's a long night. You noticed this. The first time you saw the structure of the inn, you noticed that it was covered in a flock of ravens. Right. We're just wondering if there's anything deeper. Yeah, I want to hear them speculate. You are, You realize where you are. You realize that this is the ancestral home of the Volokovichs. <laughs> this is where the Baron and the Burgermaster lives. Isaac Strasny is walking abroad with his own retinue of guards, checking on the welfare of the people right now. If he comes back and he sees that you've been harassing the Baron's home, it's going to be a problem for you. If no, you have, we don't mean to harass anyone. We just... You have business to transact in here. You are welcome to try again in the morning although i imagine that the baron will be very busy as it's the last day until the festival of the blazing sun right about the blazing sun what exactly does this festival entail i just want to make sure that you know we are celebrating it properly and we don't disappoint the baron 
We want to make sure we spread as much joy as possible. You just have to go to the town square. Attendance is mandatory. I think we can manage that. Yeah. Yeah, so all you have to do is on the day after tomorrow, make sure that you're in the town square for the festivities. The Baron and his entire household will be there, and the rest of the town will be virtually empty. This isn't complicated. Uh, all right, there's no need to be snarky about it. Yeah, we'll be on our way. And I guess we just start heading back, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any spells to do, like, any disguises with, other than, like, I, I can minor illusion, but that's about it. I can make tattoos appear on my skin. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna. Oh. I think it's gonna solve our our little issue. Oh, I, uh, I um, <laughs> let's let's start walking this way. So I wanna I wanna kind of turn away and then under my breath say to Basil, um, I definitely just saw a flash of purple light in the attic window. Maybe there's some way we could find a different way around them or do some investigating. You're sure you saw it? Yes, no doubt about it. I don't know if I want to incur the wrath of Isaac Strozny right now. If we get caught, it'd be very dangerous. I think it, for now it's enough to confirm that they, they're not just a rumor and they do exist. All right, okay. That makes sense. Let's go back and relay the information. I think that's a good call. So as we're wrapping this up, um, if there's anything else that you guys want to discuss, I would character. like to try to talk to Blinsky. Okay. So uh, I want to approach him as he's sitting there muttering to himself, and I'm going to sit next to him, and I'm going to be like, I heard that you had a terrible accident today, and you lost so much, and I just wanted to come over and See if you were all right, because that's a horrible thing to happen to you. Should I now roll deceit? You can, but also there is absolutely no indication that he is paying attention to you or is in fact even oh, aware of your uh, existence. I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder and be like, hey, little puppet man, are you okay? Hello? Uh, nothing. Uh, Father Lucian comes over to you and says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that if I can get him to get some sleep, that maybe in the morning he'll be more receptive. But I think for I, now, I'm gonna pull the the father aside, and I'm gonna be like, "Do you know what he is saying? He keeps talking about a castle and being careful, and some artwork, and he says he's gonna be okay. Do you know what he's talking about?" I I I I don't. If I'm being perfectly honest, I I don't. I know that he's had one of the worst things that I could imagine happening to someone like him has happened today. It's not like his life was that amazing before this. This was the one thing he had was convincing himself he was a good toy maker. And frankly, right now I don't know what we can do, except wait for him to either get himself under control so we can help him, or wait until he deteriorates further, and then we have to intervene. But in the meantime, I've got another 13 people here, including another six children. We're hoping that I'm going to minister them through the night until it is dawn. So frankly, I think we've done all that we can for them. All right. There's nothing, there's nothing I can do then. Because I mean, obviously, if I could get alone with Blinsky, I would try to set it up with the Irina puppet I have so that it looked like the Irina puppet is admonishing him for his evil actions. But since I can't do that without being seen by other people, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that's an interesting plan you've got there. Isn't that puppet very incriminating? That, yes. That's why I have it <laughs> in my bag. 
Oh, totally foolproof. Couldn't. Yeah. Absolutely will not yeah, bite and us in the face. Yeah, it's not like we were all literally in his shop when it burned down. Right. So are, are Cork and I back at the church now? Yes. Um, I think uh, Paul, Pebble, and Cork, not Pebble, not Cork, uh, Pebble and Borcoro side. And Cork, uh, tell them what you saw. A flash of purple light coming from the attic. Ooh. And you showed it was from the attic. It was not yeah. like thunder or lightning in the sky. A thousand percent. They were trying to deny it, make me feel like I was crazy, but I saw it in my own eyes. And I, I, I think this lets us know exactly what we need to do. Burn down the house. Ah! Oh. And really, I really, he had me going there for a second. <laughs> he always does. All right. So in the meantime, bear in mind that, you know, a long rest also burns a, a day of food yep. one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Definitely running low on resources, but uh, still have some. And when you wake up in the morning, it will be the last day until the Festival of the Blazing Sun. Wow. All fun. right. Cool. So is that that's where we're ending it? I think that's a good spot. Is that good for you guys? Yeah, I just yeah. Yeah, I want to keep playing. It's so oh, it's so intoxicating. <laughs> yeah, I do love ending with Carl saying he wants to burn something down. <laughs> I don't. And then we're like Vorcoro, and then there's like a sitcom laugh, wow, and then wow, we freeze wow. frame. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, we got we got a lot to to figure out before next session. Still, still, so many plot threads dangling, and this. Well, we've got a grave digger we can talk to. Now. Definitely, definitely top of the list. Save the kid. Uh, but in the yeah, in, in the meantime, let's just enjoy that we're not. Oh dead. my god, <laughs> I would absolutely be dead. I would. I cannot believe. <laughs> I really can't. I mean, um, you guys are such jackasses. I don't know how you got out of there alive. <laughs> I'm not disappointed that you did. I just, and I, I, I don't mind saying it. Like I'm not mad about it. It's you know the life of a DM. I spent all week agonizing about like what could I do that wouldn't be like a Deus Ex Machina, but could give you guys something to work with. And y'all <laughs> wanted nothing to do with it. You just like didn't even take a moment. Didn't even take a short rest. Just we're going right back in with one hit point. We're scaling walls. You had to. I mean. I had to make sure that kid was all right. And we there was it worked. It worked somehow. Yes, yeah, somehow. <laughs> as as soon as as Borcoro started climbing, I thought we were gonna be bringing in our first new character. <laughs> and as soon as Pebble went in, I was like, well shit, we're losing half the party at once. That yeah. sucks. When when I was fucking unconscious inside the room in the third floor of the house filled with ass-kicking witches, I was like, well, this is it. But at least I saved the kid. <laughs> at least I saved the kid. <laughs> yeah, it's how Volker wants you out. Can you imagine how crushing it would have felt to lose both Pebble and Vorkoro, take the kid back to the village, and then they're like, all right, cool, now it's off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really made me wish we went to the dinner because they really did not yeah, they didn't help us at all. They didn't give us much. They didn't even give us shelter for saving the life of a child. You so. guys, you guys are working on a very different schedule than Barovia is. You're moving at a very different speed. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, look, they gave us a, a, a potion that lets us cast the wish spell when we drink it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure that's what that's going to be. Nice. Perfect. Yeah, totally fine. Hope everyone enjoyed yet another near-death experience of ours, the nearest, deathest experience we've ever had. And if you like the show, please leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening, and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Blood on the Dice. Hope to see you next time. And unless someone has someone else they want to plug, this is where we say goodbye. I am Borcoro, and I will never die! <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Yeah. Great. See you next time. Bye! Bye.